Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. If you feel like your income is stuck in a rut, this is the episode for you. Welcome to Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry. And in just a moment, Brandon Cunningham is going to join us as we have a conversation with real estate investor, Dustin Heiner. Dustin has mastered passive income by purchasing over the course of six years enough rental properties for him to quit his job and live the life he always dreamed of with his family. So while we're listening to this episode, Dustin is traveling the world, giving his kids the education that you could only get by traveling and seeing historical places firsthand and seeing just our country and our globe and the people who are in it firsthand. Isn't that a great life? Isn't that a great education for your children? You can have it too. And that's what Dustin is talking about with us in this episode. So before we dive into this episode, if you haven't already subscribed to our show, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Maybe you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, you name it. You, you probably can hit a subscribe button. So go ahead and do that. Never miss an episode of our show. And now that you've done that, let's begin. Here we go. All right, Brandon, welcome back to your own show. And please come to the mic so we can have a conversation. I think we should do a video <laughs> podcast because then people would see how much I'm how always moving around. you really are. That would be awesome. Just Because sometimes I see it and I'm like, stand still. <laughs> what do I do with my hands? Yeah. <laughs> just start raising them up like, what was it? Uh, Talladega Nights. Yeah. The legend of Ricky <laughs> Bobby. Just, what do I do with these? Yeah. The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. I yeah, screwed that title up. Ricky anyway, Bobby. that's not why we're on the show. Um we have with us calling in from Phoenix, Arizona, Dustin Heiner. And the thing we love about him, one, he's the host of the podcast, Master Passive Income, has a website with the same name. This guy that was, was smart. Yeah. And he was <laughs> able to leave his corporate job at the age of 37 and basically earn all his income off of rental properties. And I know that typically isn't like the kind of business we promote on the show, like, because I don't know. Actually, we did have some folks like that. I was like, why so, would we not? Anyway, it's about his life that <laughs> it really caught my attention. Like he, he is living the dream. He gets to spend the time he wants with his family. He's got the income to keep the family secure. And whatever fears he had, he conquered them. He put things in place to go make it happen. That's why Dustin is on this show. Dustin, how are you doing? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Awesome. And I apologize if I made you panic when I said, we don't normally promote like I, was, I just came out of my mouth. I'm like the power of editing. It's a that. lie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, but it is in in a sense it's true because we're not trying to promote any one particular thing. We're promoting the concept of what you did. You took something that a point in your life where you weren't happy and and built something that would produce the life you wanted. And that's what Beyond the Red is all about. And and like Jerry said, you know, you were 37 with a good job and changed all of that. So, you know, that that's the best story to hear. And we hope that the as, as people are listening, they get some encouragement and find out ways that maybe they can also change their life. 
Yeah. Yeah. I hope so too. And it, now I just, I almost have to just wake up and pitch myself every single day because I live a life that um, I'm really don't deserve. I just, I don't have to work. I don't have to do anything. I travel the world with my family. I got um, amazing, beautiful wife and four kids and we travel all over the place. Um, just last year, we went to Europe. We went six weeks traveling all through Europe with my four kids, went through 11 different countries. And that was a blast. The year before that, uh, it was right after, so it's 2017. I just quit my job in 2016, 2017. We knew we want to do this trip. We went all over Japan, like 1,200 mile tri- round trip around Japan, oh. driving with my dad. I brought my dad with me. He's he's awesome. Japanese, so we all went through Japan. And anyways, we get to do so many great things. And I just the biggest thing is I just didn't want to have a job. I didn't want to have something to always have to go to that sucked my life out of me. <laughs> and so now I'm waking up every single day, man, just very very blessed. I love that attitude because what what you're what you're really teaching your kids and we did a, an episode on legacy and stuff of your kids are going to do kind of what you do in a sense to some extent hopefully uh, but you're teaching your kids that these things matter you know to go have these experiences because I'm assuming prior to quitting your corporate job you never really came home and shared experiences from the office with your kids you know they were like yeah that's boring dad I don't want to hear about a meeting or you know you putting paper in a printer that who cares about that but now they get to live these experiences out with you absolutely they sure do and no i would never come home <laughs> and talk about work because as soon as i get in my no actually as soon as i step out the door from work when i used to have a job my brain shut off for everything <laughs> work-wise and it was gone it was not even a part of my world and so going home like the drive i think it was like a 30 minute drive, 20, 30 minute drive home. It was a way for me just to get all that definitely on my brain. So once I got home, I was turned on for my, my family and my kids and being able to be with them. But yeah, so now we absolutely, I tell them all about my businesses, uh, my online business, my rental property and real estate business, all the traveling that we do. I'm trying to educate them. And uh, here's another big thing. So my wife's the hard worker. I'm, I'm, I'm a a more of a lazy person. Uh, I'm not really lazy, but here's the way I say it. So my wife's a hard worker. She has the hard job of homeschooling the kids. I have the easy job of making money. And so <laughs> this has really worked out really well for us. And we homeschool our kids and all the traveling that we do, we're teaching them every single bit of the way. And with my real estate rental property business, I'm teaching my kids the exact same thing. And what was really neat, it was about a month or so ago, my 10-year-old, uh, she's our oldest. She So all of our kids, we teach them how to save money. I was never taught how to save money. Um, We teach them how to save money, how to be responsible with money. Really quickly, what we do is we break it down. So any bit of money they get from birthdays or, um, you know, extra money for this, we don't give them an allowance because we feel like, hey, it's a privilege to be in an A family. So you have to work just like daddy does. But we break it down. So 10% of any money that comes in goes to God. 50% goes to savings. 20% 20% goes to mommy to pay for the lights and the food and the sheets and all that sort of stuff, you know, pay for responsibilities. And the other 20% they get to save. And so anyway, so my 10-year-old has been saving for a very, very long time. She has saved up 50% of all, everything. She had maybe like $650 or something like that. Wow. And she looked at me and said, Daddy, I got $650. You know, when I have enough money to buy a car, I don't want to buy a car. I want to buy a rental property that makes me money so I could use that money to buy a car. And I didn't provoke, you know, a provocator or do anything to get her to say that. She just said that. And I was like, you're awesome, babe. I will help you do that every bit of the way. 
I was going to say, those are the moments when you turn around and just start jumping like you just won the Super Bowl because you're like, yeah. she got it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the army among the uh, the guys who drive the tanks, they have this saying, um, why carry your weapon when your weapon can carry you? And in this, in mastering this idea of passive income, it's like, why go work for your money when you, your money can go work for you? Yep. And I love yep, that totally. you've not only mastered that yourself, but you're teaching it to that next generation in your family. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And I'm really, really blessed that um, with, the, with the homeschooling, the thought of homeschooling, um, we've been doing that ever since. Like my kids have never been, and my oldest now is in sixth grade or going into sixth grade. Um, in doing that, we constantly teach them about everything. Like we talk about finances. We even explain how to, how to give, how to save, how to spend. And it's really, really encouraging being able to pass that down to my kids, which I honestly never got. I was just, you know, all the money you get, you just go spend. And so if my kids get to right now, they're saving 50%. If they get to the point where they're, when they're all my age, they're only saving 20%. I mean, that's a huge win. Most yeah, people can't absolutely. save even 5%. Yeah. Anything like that just to, and, but we don't get that financial education. You know, we learn about biology and anatomy and, and algebra, but we don't get financial education. Yeah. The life skills that you so, really need. So like you were saying, you didn't grow up that way. What made you at 37 decide that you were living opposite of what you were really being called to do? What, what kind of clicked for you? I think it started way, way when I was really, really young. Um, so I'm, I guess my personality, the way that I am, I'm much more of a driven person and I'm much more independent. And so I was, I think, 12 or 13 years old when I got my first job. It was a paper route. So delivering newspapers, riding my bike and, you know, banging garage doors by throwing them too hard and stuff like that. <laughs> so did that for, I want to say about three or four years. And I got the taste of what it's like to just basically work on my own, not having somebody pay me. Like if I didn't deliver the paper, um, I didn't make more sales. I didn't make money. So that coupled with, um, I had my, my dad and my stepdad, um, both of them were entrepreneurs. My stepdad had a contractor. He was a contractor, had a construction company. My biological dad, he had uh, a convenience store and that he had himself. And so I was around people that had their own business and didn't, wasn't being told what to do. So that was really appealing to me. So fast forward from the, my paper route to my, my both my uh, dad and stepdad, seeing how they both live their life. I realized, you know what? I really like not working for somebody else. So that was the first thought. Don't work for somebody else. Work for yourself. But then I got a job at Walmart when I was like 17, my very, very first like actual job. And I get my paycheck and I open it up. I'm like, oh, good. I get a paycheck and I'm so excited about making money. And then I look and taxes upon taxes <laughs> upon taxes and union dues. Oh, I was like, wow. what's this union thing? What are they taking my money for? I was so like, like they didn't do this. I worked, they took my money. So all that combined, like, you know, being entrepreneurial to being independent, not have somebody tell me what to do. And then how much money gets taken out of your paycheck. (laughs) And then I realized if I didn't work, I didn't get paid. I got to figure out how to not do that. So uh, fast forward now to, I've had many, many businesses trying to get myself out of working for somebody else, trying to be independent. I started a graphic and website design company I was in college. I had a skateboard manufacturing business as well. Um, I had a convenience store and a pizzeria and I, I had so many different types of businesses. And what was crazy was the easiest one to do, which is real estate is the one that made me the most money. So I just kept going that down that route <laughs> And in about nine years, I quit my job from when I first started to when I quit my job. 
That's great that you say that because there's, I know there's people listening. It's like, oh, overnight success, that kind of stuff. It's like there was nine years and I'm sure some of those businesses either failed or were just not as successful as they needed to be. So it's a combination of failure and keeping to your goal of working through it. So take us through a little bit of that nine years where you're realizing some things are working, some things aren't. You're, you're, I'm sure failing at some things and succeeding at others. Yeah, I love that question. So I, when I first started investing in real estate, I had my convenience store and pizzeria. I had my skateboard manufacturing business, and I was doing some technology stuff. Like my my other website design company was kind of winding down. I was doing other many other things, and so I was I w- had so many irons in the fire, and I wasn't you know my personality is I could actually handle lots of stuff, and so I was doing well at all of them. At least I think I was, and so uh, but then I started realizing that. All the other ones other than real estate was so manually like taxing on me where I had to put a lot of effort out. Mm. Um, so like the skateboard manufacturing, I was actually doing the manufacturing myself. I was, Man, <laughs> this is just like another job. Yeah. You know, if I don't make another skateboard, I don't make money. So <laughs> I had to, I, I shut that down. And then the um, all, all the graphic design, all that stuff, I didn't like doing it. It was just something I could do. So I was like, you know, I don't like it. I'm just going to shut this down. And so one of the last two ones was my number, my, my job, the main job that I was making like $75,000 a year. And then my, my business, my business was making a little bit of money, but not a lot. And I started it right in 2006, 2007, right before the crash. Yeah. So we were doing great right before the crash. Everything's going fantastic. And then the crash hit and it went bad. So uh, praise the Lord, I was able to sell the property or sell the business. Um, and in the meantime, before I sold the business and before I got rid of all of them, I bought one rental property. And I thought, you know what? I, you know, I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is an amazing book. It really Absolutely. helped me to get my eyes open to passive income. You know, working one time and getting paid over and over and over again. I buy one property. I get paid month after month and year after year. It's abs- I still have properties. like It's been like 12 years now. I still have the first property I bought. It's still making me money. So I realized working one time and then getting paid over and over and over again is the right way to go. And so I started shutting down all these other um, ways that I was making money be, by trading an hour for a dollar. Now, my job, I have one boss. But for my convenience store, I had many bosses, like all the customers coming in. If they didn't yeah. come in, you know, if I didn't please them, I, I they wouldn't come in. And so I wouldn't make money. So I shut all those down because I realized Passive income, and there's many different ways. Real estate's one of many different ways to make passive income. But for me, it's absolutely the easiest because I literally work half an hour, not a week, a month, just a half an hour a month on my properties because I have property managers, I have contractors, I have realtors, I have everybody else do the work. And this is all I do. I just get my statements from my property managers in all the different cities I invest. And I look at the invoices and I look at, hey, does everything line up? Okay, good. Boom, move on. And that's it. Every That's why I'm like, I don't, I, I don't deserve this life. I just, I don't have any responsibilities, but I have plenty of money coming in. Right. So what, what concept, or I guess what what kind of mechanism did you put into place realizing maybe you're not any good at sheetrocking or putting in tile or fixing a yard? So how did you build this up from that first property to realize you want to own it, not run it? You don't want to manage any of that stuff. That's that's a super easy question to answer for, for an easy reason. It was because in 2006, when I first started investing, you know, it's <laughs> prices were crazy, crazy high. And I lived 
in California at the time. <laughs> and I didn't have any money. I mean, I, I had a little bit of money, but I didn't have a lot of money. I mean, I think we had maybe like two or $3,000 saved up. So that's just a little bit of money. Right. Um, so I started realizing I cannot invest in California. So I had to look outside of California. So I went to Ohio, like, uh, you know, thousands of miles away. Wow. And so I can't do sheetrock. I can't, even though <laughs> I physically can, like I'm, I grew up in a construction family, so I have all that experience. I've done all of it. Um, I've even remodeled my own house that I live in myself. Um, but investing thousands of miles away forces me, and I love it because I'm the type of person, if uh, you know, if the house was maybe five miles away and the toilet's leaking in the middle of the night, I would drive there to right. fix it. I'm like, ah, oh, it's going to save me money. I'm just going to go do it. <laughs> but this forces me to hire all these people, and after doing that, I realized this is the best life. Even though I pay them money to get things done, Right. Oh, well, I am spending my life with my family and with my kids and doing the things that I want. Yeah, it, that's a great concept. It's a win-win because you're getting that passive income. The person out there doing the work actually has income because they're getting hired to do a job. And then the customer is getting a rental home because they need a place to stay. That's like a win-win-win right there. So anybody ever poo-poos the idea of this, <laughs> they're just stupid. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> so how did you find a place in Ohio? Like, how did you get started having not been in Ohio, not not driving there and looking for a, a house to buy? How did How did that come about? It just started over the internet, looking for properties on the internet because I knew California was just really rough. <laughs> I started looking outside. It was a progression. Like, okay, I lived in Fresno, California, which is right in the dead center of California. And I started looking outside of areas and then I kept branching out all through the internet, kept branching out. And of all places, I went on eBay. For some reason, I found there was a duplex in Ohio. I was like, wow. okay, let me just go look. And I started looking at prices. I thought, Wow, $40,000 for a duplex in Ohio? That's cheap for California. Now, I don't want to buy it. I want to make sure that I check the numbers and everything. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. This is starting. <laughs> yeah. um, so what I did was I found that property, and then I started doing more and more research. I literally flew out there because I was so nervous. You know, all, So I coach and teach a lot of students how to invest in real estate. And I... Now, like I've bought so many different cities that I don't even fly to cities anymore. I just like, okay, to see the city looks good. It's there's a system that I put in place that I, if I follow these steps, you're actually going to be able to build your business and do it right. So I've only flown to one area of the country one time in Ohio, one city, looked at my very, very first property myself because I was like, I got to buy it right. I got to make sure I, uh, the property looks good and all that sort of stuff. Now I just rely on everybody else. Right. But I bought that first property. And then implemented all like the, you know, the property manager and just the business side of things, having other people run that business. And so in order to get where I have felt comfortable and trusted somebody else to run my business, I had to talk to them. I had to interview them. I basically, they're an employee, even though they're a contractor, like I need to make sure that they're going to be the right person for the job. And so that was the, the whole process. And then I went out there bought my very, very first property. Now I have 30 plus properties and I've only literally seen one of them physically. <laughs> the other ones I have not seen before I bought them. They all, I bought them. Like I have one in Houston, Texas, never saw it before I bought it. Even, um, it was about two years before I actually flew. I was in Texas. I thought, let me just stop by in Houston because I was <laughs> a couple hundred miles away. I just drove by there just to see the property because I've never seen it before. But yeah, that's how I build my businesses by sight unseen buying the properties. But it's because of the system that cr I created that has helped me to get, everything put in place, the business set up first before I actually buy the property. That's, that's a great way to kind of build that too. And I would assume that the people that live in the property don't even know you exist. Stay with us. We'll be right back. 
And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. That's exactly the way that I want it. I don't <laughs> exactly. want them to talk to me. I don't want them to know who I am or anything. They, the, I, I'm the bad guy. I, I tell my property manager, use me as the bad guy because they don't know who I am. I don't care. <laughs> right. You say, oh, just the landlord, like the owner, he wants this and good for good yeah. for me. He's this big, mean guy that lives in, in Phoenix, you know. So how did you <laughs> find your first property manager? What What kind of criteria did you put into place to, I know you were still kind of learning, but what were you looking for? No, I, I was doing everything wrong. So this is yeah. the wrong way to do it. I found the first person that said, yes, I'm a property manager and hired oh, that yeah. one because it was it was the absolute wrong way to do it. I mean, seriously. Um, and what turned out within about a year, she the, the lady was a property manager, nice lady when we first started and she was doing well as, as far as I can tell. She wasn't stealing from me. And about a year, she thought, you know what, I'm going to open my own sandwich making uh, business. There's oh. a place I'm going to start a business and I'm going to sell sandwiches. And so it turned out like within like six months, I, I don't think her business was doing re- very well. And I found that she was stealing from me. Mm. And so she was just stealing. So what was uh, somewhat okay turned bad. And so I had to fire her really, really quickly as fast as I could <laughs> and hire somebody else because I found out she was stealing from me and I was just blown away. I was like, oh man, <laughs> I like my world starting to unravel because I had, I think four properties at the time. Yeah. And I was like, man, I don't have a lot of money coming in from my job. It goes to pay for my family. And this is supposed to be extra income. Mm-hmm. So I did it the absolute wrong way. And since then I've actually created a system in order to find the right property managers. It's basically interviewing four, maybe six to eight property managers and asking proper questions that are going to get right. good answers, knowing the answers and then feeling them out to see which one's the most trustworthy. And so now every city that I invest, I find a new property manager every single time. And in order to do that, you got to go through these steps in order to find the right one. And you're going to get sometimes you're going to get somebody that's going to be not good, but you always have a backup, somebody that's going to be, hey, if this one goes south, this is number one. That one goes south, I have number two, who could turn into be number one. And I just jump right over to that person. And then you empower that person to speak on your behalf and do everything. They basically just report to you. You don't have anything to do with all the other people that are involved in this situation. Yes and no. It depends on the property and depends on the area. Some areas I get more um, hands-on because I want to. Like uh, I have properties in Houston and the, the Houston properties, it's a little bigger of a market. Um, in Ohio is different. Arizona is different. California is different. And so um, like in one particular property, I even did the entire, um, not just rehab, like it was a complete remodel of the entire property from my phone, never seeing the property, <laughs> knowing what needed to get done. But I did all the remodeling because I you know, this one particular property in Houston, 
I knew, I know it so well that I take care of everything myself because I have good tenants in there. They've been in there two years, just signed a whole brand new lease. They're paying off the mortgage. They're paying me money every single month to live in there. It's working out really well, but and all really comes down to, um, I guess, comfortability. It, are you, do you feel comfortable, um, letting somebody run everything, which I do other areas of the country, they do everything, literally everything other areas. You know, I just like, okay, I'm going to put it on my shoulders because I want to, but I could absolutely hire that out if I wanted to. So and the reason why I'm able to do that is because every time I, I buy a property, I make sure the numbers add up to where I'm able to afford a property manager. I'm able to afford, you know, right. fixing it up. Like I make sure all those expenses are in the budget or in the numbers before I buy the property. If it's not, if I, if I'm trying to stretch it and I'm trying to make it work and it's not working and I'm not making enough money, I don't buy the property or I offer a lower amount. And if they don't accept it, I just move on. Right. But I buy the right properties. I can make me the most money. That's that's a great concept. And I love your system because of that, because this is not a buy rental property, a manage rental property kind of concept. It's about passive income. So if you're doing too much work, then you've, you've failed already. It doesn't matter if you're making money off of it or not. You're doing too much work. Then that goes against your whole point your whole goal with the system. That's that working yeah. in the business instead of on the business type right. of, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the one property that I have one specific property that I managed myself. And the reason why is the tenant was there for two years and two years before that I had another tenant or a couple tenants in there and I had a property manager. They were doing okay, but it was, they were calling me every time the tent, there was something. I was like, why am I paying you when you're just calling me? It's like, <laughs> I'm still getting interrupted. So I got a great tenant in there. Um, they, they really, the, the leasing company got a good tenant in there, which was really, really good. And I maybe get a call from them every three months, four months, and it's really minor. And so I could handle that. Now, if it was like every single, every other week or every three <laughs> yeah. weeks or something, I'm like, let me get a property manager. So for me, it's, I don't get bothered at all very much. Like it's, you know, once every three months. And so it's like, okay, I can handle that. That, that concept of empowering the people that work for you, you yeah. know, we've talked about that on many episodes of, you know, why would I hire you if I have to do your job? The, the reason <laughs> exactly. you're there is because I want you to do what you do well. And if I've got to manage it and we just had uh, around here, we had some work done and it was like, I was getting called all the time. I'm like, why am I paying you if I'm going to be here all the time? I want it done. And then I don't want to ever think about it again. And so would you say that somebody that's listening, I'm, I know there's, there's a few people out there listening going, yeah, but I don't have the, the money to kind of get started. But you were saying you got started with like two or $3,000. So how would you buy a duplex in Ohio thousands of miles away with a couple of grand? Yeah, that's a, a fantastic question. So I'll give you, um, uh, general rules to investing. Uh, and there's a lot more going into it, but this is the general rules. Uh, it's number one, it's really easy to buy properties when you have cash. So I would strongly recommend cut your expenses. Now, if you want to start investing, cut your expenses. Now try to increase the amount of income, you know, get some passive income on the side or do something to where you have more cash. So that's, that's, you need to get your, um, life financially in order first, um, and then start saving money, start saving money as best you can to buy properties. But if you say, you know, I want to start right now and, you know, I only have a couple thousand dollars. There are absolutely ways you can start investing. I have one student that I've a coaching student that I'm currently working with. She's going to buy a house for, I want to say it's the asking price. I, I think it's in Alabama um, is where she's buying and she is buying the property. I think it's like $17,000 total. Like this is not a mortgage. This is cash, $17,000 total. 
and I think it's going to rent for maybe about six to six hundred fifty dollars around there. And so that's really good cash flow. And about I want to say maybe two and a half years, she has all of her money back. Maybe three years, have all of her money back, and then everything on that on top of that is is gravy. And so, in if you're going to get started, there are more there are better ways than uh, if you sorry if you don't have a lot of money and you want to get started, there are better ways than taking out a three hundred thousand dollar loan <laughs> right. on a property. And it, it's just being creative. And that's the thing that I love to do with all my students is give them options because I've done so many different things and so many different deals. I bought from wholesalers. I bought from sellers, you know, actual people that just own the home. I bought it from them. I bought from, from realtors. I bought them from everywhere. So, uh, and also I've got financing. I've taken money out of my home. I've taken money out of all like four properties at one time, bundled them together. I've done so many different things that I give all my students and everybody options and you can figure out what's the best for you as you're building it up. And so if somebody's come to me, came to me and said, Hey, I have $3,000 and I want to start investing. Well, number one, like I said, I would say cut some expenses, increase your income so you can save more money. Mm -hmm. And then we look at what are your goals? What is your goal to get as much passive income as possible? And, you know, as little money out of your pocket as possible, then we can go that route where I can find, I can, we can work together to find good areas where you're going to find properties for like thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars. Now there is an art. To, it's not. It's not a science. It's an actual art to having and owning these really uh, cheap, cheap properties. Um, you have to actually be able to implement the implement the business so you don't lose money. And so I would not recommend anybody. If you just listen to me and say, "Oh, I can go buy a property for twelve thousand dollars and go buy it and start there," you're probably going to do it wrong. I'm going to tell you because <laughs> I did it. I did it wrong. So don't do that. You need to work with somebody that's going to help you that's done it before. But if you have two or three thousand dollars. Um, there is at many, many different ways to get started investing in real estate. And I've shown so many students how to do that. But one particular one that I really love is if you wanted to get a home and you wanted to use an FHA loan. So an FHA loan is a fe um, federal housing administration loan, and you only have to put three and a half percent down. So if you're buying in an area, now I will pause this and say you would have to live in that property for a year in order for you to be able to rent it out, which is great if you're going to get started. So let's say you could find a house for um, eighty thousand dollars. Well, let's just round it up, make it easy, easy numbers. If you're going to buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars, three and a half percent is only thirty-five hundred dollars down. And so thirty-five hundred dollars down to buy a property, you can move into and live in yourself, and then. Once you're in there for a year, you can move out and then rent out this house and buy another one with an FHA loan. Anyway, there's so many different options. There's great ways to get started. I would say too, and, and I've done a little bit of this, but my my main advice to people is don't buy a house that you want. You know, people tend to go, well, I wouldn't live there. I don't want to live in a $17,000 house in Alabama, and I'm sure it's not great. You're not renting this house to yourself. You're, you're This is income, yeah. you know. I own, a, I own a few properties and my whole thing is I've, I've never seen any of them other than pictures, but I don't need to live there. That's not my, I have a house, but if you're investing in rental property, it needs to be something that's available there, not something you would live in. So that is a great, great point. So one key th or two key things I'll give you. Um, yes, absolutely. Number one is that Anywhere there is a house that somebody can live in, if, if people are living in the area, somebody's going to rent your house right. and it's it's going to get rented. Like people get worried. Well, what if it doesn't get rented? Well, are you are you in the middle of the desert where literally nobody <laughs> yeah, lives? Exactly. Then then it won't get rented. But if you do it right, you will get rented. So number one, everybody needs a place to live. Number two, the a big thing is 
when you are buying properties, if you buy it right, you're going to be making money every single time. And if you're going to buy where you want, like I will actually want to live in this house. Well, that's probably not the best property. So here's the biggest thing. The biggest key that I can give when you're thinking about what top type of property to get. Think of your business as I'll, I'll make it simple, like um, a grocery store or make it even smaller. If you own a convenience store, if you're going to start a convenience store, you have to build the business first. Like you need to make sure you have the bank account, the business set up. You have to have the location. You have to have your um, your employees. You have to buy the gondolas that put all the inventory on and cold storage. Anyways, you have to set up the business first. And then what is put in your business is your inventory. Like one candy bar is one piece of inventory. Think of like that. Your properties are inventory that you put into your business. Now, it's not something you necessarily are going to eat yourself or own or you know want to live in yourself, but other people want to buy that. And just as long as you find the right properties, you put that next piece of inventory. Like I, like I said, I have 30 plus properties now, and each new property is like another piece of inventory I'm putting into my business to work for me. Right. Absolutely. And in that convenience store, thousands of products that you may or may not like any of them, you know, I don't smoke, I don't, you know, eat certain candy bars. I don't, you know, whatever, but you got to sell that stuff because that's what people are buying. Okay. So the, the thing about your system and your website is it, it's really easy to learn and kind of get started. Like you were saying, you come alongside people and, and help them get here from a bigger perspective is you're trying to put people in a place in their family and their lives to grow. So what would be the, the, the biggest mistake that you think people make other than thinking they can kind of do this without a, a system or, or learning from other people's mistakes? The absolute biggest thing they can do that's the wrong thing is to put the cart before the horse. If they buy the property first, and then think, I'm going to build the business. This is how I did This is why I know it's the worst <laughs> thing to do, because I did it. I did it. I bought the property first and then tried to build the business after that. That is So a lot of my students come to me and say, well, what about this property? I'm looking at this new city or this new state. I'm looking here, and I found this property. It looks great. What do you think? I'm like, I'm, I pause and say, well, what does your property manager think? What did your contractor say it's going to cost? If, anyway, I ask questions, like probing <laughs> questions to see, is your business set up? I don't just come right to say, is your business set up first? I don't say that. I ask them questions to get them to think, oh man, I'm not even ready to buy this house. And so if you buy the house before you have any of this set up, it's easy to do. The easiest thing to do is to actually buy the property. <laughs> the hard thing to do is build the business up first so that it's going to be a successful business and you just put another piece of inventory into that business. And so absolutely putting the cart before the horse is going to be one of the worst things you can do because then you're, you have to be reactionary. I like to be proactive because I have more options. I can make better decisions. Right. If you're reactive because you've done, you put the cart before the horse, you bought the property first, then you you're, you're limited on options and we don't want to do that. So you want to build the business first, then buy the property. Good idea. Cool. And you mentioned students quite a few times. Um, and I know your your podcast teaches people about these concepts and and you also share stories of people who've done similar things to build passive income. Where can somebody go to learn more from you? Do you, you have courses? I know you have some books out there. Uh, what's the best way for people to come to you? 
Yeah, thanks. So I so yes, masterpassiveincome.com is my site that I have. I basically started and this is the reason why I started Master Passive Income. Number one, or I, I guess the biggest reason why is I had so many people asking me, hey, you're quitting your job. Like I was literally telling everybody I was about <laughs> to quit my job. Hey, I'm yeah. quitting my job, you know, in the next two years. And so um, I started this website because I had I had so many friends and family members wanting to learn how to do it. And I was teaching everybody one on one and it was taking a lot of my time. And I realized I got to do something about this. And so anyways, it got to me where I thought, you know, more people want want help. And so I just putting out, I was putting out just free content on master passive income over and over again. And then I realized, man, I need to help. I need to serve my audience more because people were asking me, well, what about this? Or what about that? Like, you know, a podcast or what about books or what about courses? And people kept asking me, I said, okay, I'll just start putting that together. So yeah, masterpassiveincome.com and Master Passive Income Podcast. Those are two great ways that you can find me and get a hold of me. I also have a free course. So if anybody listening wants my free course, if you go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course, all one word, then you will get, I'll, I'll send you um, my my downloadable free course. It'll get you started because it real estate investing is not for everybody. I think it is. I think it's fantastic, but <laughs> right. it's not for everybody. And if you wanted to see if you can get started, you can go there. Plus I have like a, a, the ultimate real estate investing system. It's my online course that I created. I've got so many people in there already learning there. Plus I have my coaching, but if you go to masterpassiveincome.com, you can find everything there. Now, if people don't like podcasts or like computers, what's your home address that they could just come to and, and maybe talk to? You? Uh, it's in Corpus Christi. I think oh, it's. it's <laughs> oh, yeah. That's ah, 1810. No, yeah, I'm kidding. There you go. <laughs> Start dropping Good Brandon's play. address. Good play. Yeah, he got you. Backfired. Awesome. So if you're listening to this and you're like, this is totally overwhelming, I'm, I, I don't even know where to start. We're going to have all of this in the show yeah. notes so you can go and, and see all of that and, and click on the links. But I would highly recommend that you at least start watching the videos and, and learn some of the concept before you just give up on it. Because I, I'm like you, the passive income is the absolute way to go because we're never going to get there going to a job all day, every day. And like you said earlier, if you're not working, you're not getting paid. So find a way to make money while you sleep mm -hmm. is the best concept on the planet. And this is the best way to go. And that's why we had you on today, because we know that people can get value from your story and a value from your course. And so highly recommend that you go check that out. Check out the podcast. You cover a lot of different topics that people face. And like you said, you uh, do some things wrong. So you've learned from it and you go, hey, guys, don't don't go do this. I did it. It failed. <laughs> don't do it that way. Absolutely. And I definitely leave with my mistakes. <laughs> That's something that, so in my podcast, I solely talk about rental properties. I was trying to figure out which way to go with my podcast. And it turns out that I just wanted to serve. And I realized in serving my listener or the people that read my books and read my course or the, the uh, website and my blog and everything, it turns out I was like, you know, the best way to serve them is just to do a podcast because people learn differently. Right. Do a podcast that's only about rental properties. And that's what I do. And yes, I absolutely lead with my mistakes because there are so many and I've learned from them. There's a school of hard knocks, but now I'm successfully unemployed. Like I literally will never, ever need a job again. I'm really, ble really blessed to be able to say that. Right. And you're leaving such a legacy with your kids because yeah. they now understand how do I get a car? Well, this is how you get a car. You, you have somebody else pay for it, some other investment. You build that up to pay for the trips and the cars and the things that you want to do. 
instead of going in debt or borrowing money or yeah. And I absolutely love your, your comment. I think you made it a couple of times. First thing you got to do, get your financial house in order because this all stems from how you manage your money. You could blow all this tomorrow if you don't have the right things in place to save enough and build up something that that's kind of immovable in that way. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Brandon and Jerry, great hanging out with you. I'm super excited that we got to do this. So I really appreciate your time. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 193. There will link to Dustin's website as well as the free course to help you get started on building your own passive income portfolio through rental real estate property. Now, We'll also link to you his book, Master Passive Income, because it's a good, quick read. It'll also give you a foundation, and it's a great accompaniment to the free course that we're going to link in here. We're so glad that you joined us this episode, and you know, the best way you can show us your thanks is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's right. You share this show. You're not just helping us out and getting our message out there. You're helping somebody else because they're going to listen to this, and they're going to find value and they're going to get their own lives out of the rut. So don't do it for us. Do it for the people you love. Now that's all we've got this week. And until we meet again next week, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.